Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, just me popping in from the future here to let you know that this is a sponsored episode. I don't necessarily give you any thoughts or opinions in this one, but just so you know, any going forward are genuinely my own and completely authentic. So listen to the app and receive a bit of a free offer at the end from Hatch. Thanks again Hatch for sponsoring this episode and hope you all like it. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I have an exciting guest here today, Kristen Lundman, the co-founder and general manager of Hatch. Um, and this is really exciting specifically because we've had um, Shazies on and we've had Invest now and now we get to have Kristen from Hatch. So I'm excited to hear from um, three of maybe arguably the most popular investing platforms in New Zealand. And I know that heaps of um, our listeners are keen to begin their investing journey. So thank you so much for coming on, Kristen. How are you today? Great. Thanks for having me. Freezing Wellington day today, but um, stay- oh. <laughs> it's freezing. Oh, it's Arctic. Um, mm. Yeah. So anyway, staying warm inside. <laughs> nice. That's the way. Yeah. It's pretty cold up here in Auckland as well, actually. Yeah. So yeah, just really entering those winter winter days, which is great. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll, the first thing we'll go into is maybe a bit about what your role looks like in Hatch and what you sort of do there on a day to day. Yeah, cool. So general manager. And I think that comes with uh, no one day is the same. Every day looks mm-hmm. a bit different. And I could be kind of um, working at a pretty high level strategic um, you know, looking at what's next and partners and what does next year look like, right down to answering customer support tickets because the team's overwhelmed. So I think I think it's um, very much I have to wear lots of different hats. Um, and um, I, I just kind of pull the strings. I, I make sure that people have what they need to do their jobs. I create space so that they can do it and just get on with it. And then um, really, it's my job to get out of the way. Um, Yeah. So I just, I guess I just bring the right people in the room together, um, make sure they've got, again, we've got the investment um, to get, you know, to do interesting things. Um, We've got the right people and we've got the right partners and the right partnerships. And then um, really just encouraging them to, um, to execute and to, to, um, you know, deliver cool things to the market. Yeah, that's awesome. And really cool to hear that you're, um, you get down right to the nitty gritty to the big strategic stuff and you're willing to roll your sleeves up if need be. That's so awesome. Yeah, and I guess tell us a bit about the Hatch story and yeah. how that all began and, and, and what sort of the original vision was for you there. Yeah, so it was, um, we started, we approached Kiwi Wealth and had a, had a bit of an innovation lab um, gig there where they were looking at the future of wealth and wealth as a platform and what would that look like? So what would like the wealth of, um, if Amazon were a wealth platform, what might that look like? And um, for New Zealand in particular, being kind of the Kiwi group, sister to Kiwi Bank. And so we were challenged, um, uh, you know, we were, were given that challenge. And so we started with speaking to hundreds of Kiwis uh, right from those that had never invested right through to very sophisticated investors. And what we found was that everyone knew they needed to do more with their money, even sophisticated investors, but it was hard. Um, Right from I don't know where to start to I don't have access to some of the opportunities available to, for example, overseas investors. And so um, our job really was to narrow it down to solving one problem 
for a specific target market and get something into market and prove to Kiwi Wealth um, that there's actually a new way of doing things um, in the financial sector, in the financial services sector. And so that's really what we set out to do. So I suppose the original vision after chatting with Kiwis and being very humbled about how stressful people feel about money and about wealth and growing their money um, was that we felt that Kiwis deserve to up their wealth. So they actually deserved um, smarter ways to grow their money. And so that was the vision. And as I said, we just had to narrow it down to um, a, a, you know, a singular starting point um, and just get something into the market and grow and learn from there. Mm. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And what was the process for you um, of pitching like? How did you find that? Was it something you were quite comfortable doing for to Kiwi Wealth? Yeah, so they... Um yeah, they were very much open. I think there's um, there's huge movements in the market of general fintech. I mean, you've already alluded to the other investing platforms in this space. Um, there's If you look overseas, there's everything from people disrupting the insurance industry to you know, money platforms and peer-to-peer payment platforms. And I think there's, I think a lot of these incumbents and banks, so those that have been around for a long time, are looking and saying, how can we do things better? You know, they are doing, you know, they're connecting with audiences in a new and modern way. And so I think there's this sense of how might we partner with an interesting group of people to build um, an asset together. And so we didn't really have to pitch it. What we did have to pitch was the actual entry point. I don't think they had anticipated that we were going to start with a um, stock broking platform effectively is what we've done. Mm. And I think that was um, probably out of their comfort zone. Uh, probably they were probably hoping we'd do something a little bit safer like a budgeting app or something <laughs> but um yeah so anyway that that's how we approached it was just to share with them the problems that we found and how we were going to solve it mm, that's really cool and also shows that you know there was a huge need for something like this and so maybe tell us a little bit about how the the platform itself works for those who have never um seen it or been on it before yeah, so just like a, m- most other fintechs, it's about how do you remove barriers to people signing up um, because financial services are really are highly regulated. And in order to keep people's money safe, that their information safe and your business safe from fraudulent you know, activity, um, it's really important that you ask uh, certain questions, you verify their identity. So we've tried to make that as simple, you know, seamless as possible. We use digital tools to do that. So you can be up and running. You have to answer questions, um, again, that we're required to ask by law to keep everyone safe. And um, you can be up and running with a Hatch account in under a few minutes. And then it's simply about pre-funding your account. You're topping up um, with with money and then you just start shop for shares once your money hits your account it's in us dollars and um, you can go and start investing right away yeah that's awesome it's so cool how quick it can be for people and what investment options does hatch offer um, and what are the benefits for people who sign up to hatch yeah so we started with when we found kind of this this group of investors that um, wanted access. That was the problem we decided to sur- um, solve initially. So, you know, we at the time, people could only invest in New Zealand companies, Australian companies um, as well, though they were a little bit more expensive, and then funds and KiwiSaver. So it just felt like options were limited. Um, so we had a real philosophy of how might we do things um, differently. And so we thought um, that, that, you know, giving people the ability to access, you know, world-class investments and the brands that they know and love 
um, was a fantastic starting point. It's something that hadn't been done. And so that's um, that's really was our starting point to do that. So currently on Hatch, um, it is a U.S. share market offering, looking to add a more a few more cool things this year. But that means that you can access over, you know, almost 3,000 U.S. listed companies. It's not necessarily U.S., but it's those companies that are listed on the U.S. share markets. And then over 900 exchange traded funds. And that's really just a fund that is listed on an, an, on an exchange. In this case, it's the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ, whatever. Um, so it's really just a basket of companies wrapped up into a fund. So huge amount. So, you know, anything from Apple to Zoom, um, from Berkshire Hathaway to, you know, huge um, amount of Vanguard funds. Um, and it's really just access to the largest share markets in the world. So those brands that you, you know, are highly recognizable and, and some of the most popular funds in the world. So, again, we that was very much our starting point. Um, we have lots in store, but that's what you can access. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it is that access to the larger share market and seeing those recognisable um, companies that made it exciting and something that drew me to want to um, join Hatch, especially because that's not something that you see everywhere else. And I suppose the next thing I was going to go into was what are the differences um, that Hatch has compared to other investing platforms that Kiwis can access. And I assume a big part of that would be the accessing the US share market. Yeah, so we've got, um, that was, again, just very much starting point. So I think it's a philosophy. I can't, of course, I, get, I mean, the other investing platforms, fantastic, amazing. I love that there's so many options for Kiwis because I think what what mm. um, what we found has happened is people tend to find kind of their home and um, that could be based on um, comfort levels with, um, you know, resources or it could be, you know, when you just find kind of your home in your brand. Um, mm. I can't really explain it from, I guess, marketing speak is like target market. Um, but but yeah, look, I, I think um, there's different reasons why people would use different platforms. But um, speaking just for Hatch, um, I think for us, it's very much about backing what you believe. And so what we want to do is, is get these really cool, challenge ourselves to do different. Um, so we don't want to just offer the same old thing that everyone else is offering. Rather, how can we do it differently and offer something to Kiwis that um, hasn't historically been easy or done? And so that might be mm. access to, like, like I said, starting point was U.S. share markets. Um, the why we've taken a little bit more time to get kind of a New Zealand fund offering on is because we want to do something different, um, something that's cheaper, because um, we think funds are a little bit too expensive here in New Zealand. And secondly, mm. um, just different, like, we've got this philosophy of on Hatch, you should be able to back what you believe. Now, that could mean US listed shares, but it also could mean um, a US um, fund that's that's you know, kind of here in New Zealand, or it could mean a New Zealand fund, or it could mean, um, you know, being able to invest in startups, as an example, or peer to peer, you know, lending, I think, I think the key is, is that we're, we're really challenging ourselves to look at what, you know, serious wealth building, um, rather than just kind of dabbling. And so what we need to do is, is kind of get really cool, interesting products, um, serious wealth, building products on our platform. And then it's our job to build the cool kind of propositions on top. So the second philosophy, I guess, is that we meet people where they're at. So we very much um, are, are trying to attract and, and have really resonated with these ambitious Kiwis. There tend to be people who are busy building careers, businesses that they love. And I think the key um, 
uh, trend that we see is that they're busy. Um, you know, they don't want to be professional investors, um, but they're not dumb. So they don't want to be talked to as though they're dumb. And so um, they're, they're just simply they're experts in their own right. And we kind of have to meet them where they're at and just show them kind of handhold them into a better way. Just make it a really easy, delightful experience. Um, and they certainly don't consider themselves investors. And I, I don't think that's the end goal. It's like, you're busy. We got your back. Here's some really cool things um, to help you grow your money. Now you go do you kind of thing. Um, yeah. Mm. So, so that's that's kind of our couple of our philosophies at Hatch. Yeah, yeah, I love that, especially, you know, around that wealth building aspect. And um, like you say, the investors are, they're busy people and, and they're able to just go on so seamlessly and invest um, as they wish, which I think is important and definitely should be encouraged more to younger people, which is exactly why I have you on. So it's awesome to hear as well um, that, that that can be a possibility for people. And so, I mean, recently the investing climate itself has um, changed dramatically due to everything going on. How have you seen that investors' behaviours have changed through the COVID period? Yeah, so um, I would say we saw a huge spike, as I'm sure all investing platforms did, a huge spike in uh, investing behaviour, uh, new signups, um, and just really engagement in this space. I think I think it's interesting. Mm. Um, we, you know, coming from my age group um, and a large part of our investors have been through the global financial crisis and and they recognize that the markets in the last, you know, just over 10 years um, since then have, um, you know, been massive growth on average, I think over 13% year on year growth. And so you put a thousand dollars in, um, you're making 13% on that, on that, um, thousand dollars you know every single year um and compounded of course but but i think um so we've kind of seen this huge rebound and we understand that when markets crash um due to external events in this case you know a global pandemic um that that case was a little bit different um but they tend to come back and it's just a question of not if but when and so recognizing we've kind of been through one of these things in our lifetime and saw what happened. I think a lot of people viewed it as this is kind of our GFC and this is our time to get into the market. Take advantage of the share prices that happen to be on sale and, um, you know, really just just sit it out and wait for them to rebound. And yeah, look, we're almost I think we're pretty much back at the pre-crash levels. That's not to suggest that there's going to be a lot more ups and downs um, in the coming months, because I expect there will be. Um, but it was just really interesting to see people. We didn't see, um, we saw some like really small percentage kind of trading and I mean, yeah, buying uh, weird companies, um, you know, that were potentially quite risky things like uh, companies that were largely hurt by COVID, like maybe Hertz, you know, car rental companies or cruise lines, airlines. Um, there was a very small percentage of investors that did that, but I would say for our, kind of investing and selling. So this buying selling ratio didn't vary hugely. So people really um, weren't doing stupid things. They weren't buying and then selling and then buying and then selling. They were really just looking at these are really good quality businesses and their share prices happen to be on sale right now. So I'm going to buy them at a discount and get in when they're um, kind of undervalued is the term and, and just ride the wave as they recover. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome to hear um, that that's what people have been doing. And I know that I um, signed up to Hatch throughout the lockdown, as I'm sure many other people did. So those who didn't 
quite catch on or have um, have started that journey but haven't actually invested in anything yet, um, it'll be it's good to hear that people are taking advantage of this time and turning it into an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and so what are some differences and are there differences investing between US funds um, or shares compared to NZ shares or funds? So I think with companies, um, the easiest way to say the differences are just when you're investing, you're investing in a business. And that's how you should think about it. Would you actually buy that whole business? What is it about the business that you like? Um, And then it doesn't really matter where that business is. Um, So let's just use like if I'm looking around me right now, I've got an Apple phone. I'm on a Microsoft computer. uh, I've got uh, Nike shoes. Um, What else? Uh, I can't think of any other brands, but I, I've I've got uh, I booked flights on Air New Zealand this morning, and so those those are all businesses. Um, to be fair, businesses that I back that I use um, on a frequent basis. I feel like I understand how those businesses make money, and I feel that I understand like if those businesses are going to do better in the years to come. Um, you know, my kids want Apple products, as an example. <laughs> Everywhere I look, mm-hmm. um, people have Apple products. And so I feel without even kind of digging into the financials of the business, I, I kind of inherit, like I, I understand that that business and the power of the brand that they've built. Um, I could say the same thing for, you know, us using Google or like I said, Microsoft. I really just have to um, have a long, hard think about um, kind of the p- prospects of the, that business and do I back them to grow? Um, same thing again with a New Zealand business. And so I think that there, other than where these businesses happen to be, um, there's really no difference. You're just, when you're investing um, in, a, in a particular company, you're backing that company to grow um, and you're going to benefit from that growth. With respect to funds, it just depends. Um, if you want to back uh the top 50 or 20 New Zealand companies, you would buy an exchange traded fund or a fund like an NZX 20 or an NZX 50. Um, and those are offered by SmartShares or Kernel um, or AM, uh, I think AMP is the other one. And that's really just saying, I don't want to pick one New Zealand company. I just, I want to get a you know, a bunch of them and just own a slice of kind of the 20 of them or the 50 of them. And so you're spreading your money across a bunch of companies. Um, And so I think New Zealand is obviously the place to invest in those funds with respect to anything related to the U.S. or international, um, probably accessing those funds through a U.S. share market is the cheapest because they're not like wrapped and relisted, you know, anywhere here in New Zealand. So if you're looking for a U.S. um, 500 fund, which is basically the top 500 businesses in the U.S., so maybe you don't want to pick one of them. But you want to be investing in like Facebook and Netflix and Disney and and you know all the big banks um, at this at once. You you might want to just go direct and consider a US 500 fund direct to source because the fees will be much much lower. So that's probably the biggest difference is think carefully about where um, you know the underlying investment is. Is it US or is it here? And then just you can make that choice as to where you're actually buying it from if that makes sense Mm. yeah yeah definitely that's some really great insight as well um and 
sometimes some inf- when we hear information like that as young people who want to start investing it can be quite overwhelming so do you think that hatch would be a good platform for someone that is just starting to invest and why would that be yeah so with just starting we have um we do have people that have um never invested before and are just starting but also people who are well into investing either be it property or um um, you know, other investments, KiwiSaver, that kind of thing, and are making their first kind of potentially more significant investment. And um, why that would be a good thing, I, I suppose, um, you know, just describing those brands that I was wearing before and some of the companies that we surround ourselves with, again, when you're investing, you're backing in a business. And so you really just probably want to be starting with what you know. Um, and so if you if you look around and you're recognizing trends, um, let's just say, for example, the cannabis industry or um, clean energy or electric vehicles or social media or technology. These are all sectors um, that are changing the way that we live and are shaping our future. And so why that those play, those either business that you know and believe in, a brand that you're really familiar with, might be Lululemon or it might be Zoom, um, is a fantastic place to start because you're intimately connected. Again, you could probably understand the business. You probably understand um, how they're making money and you back the growth of that business right through to kind of sectors. And why it's important to start with what you know is because um, you're more invested in learning. Like you tend to kind of hear more like news reports about that company or you're using the products, or your friends are using the products or you kind of, you know, see this trend, um, you know, might be uh, the future of food, for example, and beyond meat or whatever. Um, I think it's you're, you're more invested in that investment. Um, and so you're, you're probably going to um, kind of actually learn um, and be more engaged with what you're doing. I think, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I explained that very well. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say, I feel like that's one of the best practical tips I've ever heard to do with investing because you're completely right. Um, it, it, like, it can be very overwhelming. We don't know where to start. We don't know what's right or wrong. Yeah. But starting with what you know, who you know and who you love, yeah. um, you will then, like you say, be more invested in that journey and want to learn more about those businesses and how they operate. Yeah, and it's even just viewing it um, as a start as education. So if I was going to put $500 into Netflix, and I might do that because even like Netflix has completely changed how our family um, engages um, with kind of TV and our media. And, um, you know, like when you go into work, it's like, what's, what's, what's everyone watching on Netflix? You know, what's the series or what's this? And, and I think that's something, you know, never would have happened five years ago. So say I've, I've kind of like this, this is like pretty interesting business. Um, I, I might just start with $500 in Netflix um, and then just watching what my share price, my $500 does over a six month period. Um, I might, you know, see it spike one day and recognize, ah, oh, well, Netflix viewing and growth like would probably increased, um, you know, hugely over the lockdown. Um, so I would kind of make those connections. That's why my share, you know, that's why my money is going up. Um, and so I think it's really about actually making real connections with with, you know, what you're doing with investing. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with that. And are there any other resources that the Hatch platform might have to aid someone who's just beginning in making those decisions as well as going with people or brands and businesses that they love yeah. um, and know? Yeah, so I think um, we, we started, I'll just do one because there's a million things, just resources and blogs and all our favorite stuff. And we've all got that and, and that's, that's cool. But we did develop a getting started course, um, thankfully a few months before the lockdown because we recognize, oh, wow. you know, this huge uh, spike in interest with investing. And we wanted to make sure people knew what they were getting into. Um, I think there's a general sense in New Zealand that during the lockdown, people were effectively, um, people who'd never invested before were kind of gambling. And so we felt it really, mm. as much as we love people signing up to Hatch, um, it was really important that you, you know, dipped your toes in, you started slowly, you understood the risks. You know, if you're going to put all your money into Carnival Cruise Lines, um, that that is a, huge risk you know and like recognizing um you you know potentially could lose um, that money and so we really pushed this um hatch getting started course and it's 10 day course where people just do uh, it's 10 minutes a day it gets delivered into your inbox and it takes you through any everything from risk to setting up your watch list and of those companies that you might back um so that's something that we we tried to really push during that period Mm, yeah, that's awesome. Um, really, another really good practical resource that people can go and use. And in terms of when people do jump on Hatch, is there an average or like a best amount of money that people should start off with um, what, when investing? So don't start off with too much. Um, and so too much can mean different things for different people. You know, we've got people with over a million dollar portfolios in Hatch um, right down to $100. And so I think um, each mm. your own. And that that person with, you know, let's say $400,000 portfolio, that could be that person's first time in the share markets. They could have extensive investments elsewhere, um, but they've carved out that that piece. And so I, I think really it's um, dependent on you. So um, whatever, whatever you've got, make sure that you don't start with too much. Um, so if that's five hundred dollars, um, you've got to with the share markets because they're so you know up and down and up and down. You don't want to be in a situation where you put in too much and you need to get that money out. Um, so probably wiser to start start small, uh, take your time, and um, mm. you know, really view it as I'm not going to touch this money for the next three to five years. That's probably the right place to start, and then figure out what feels comfortable to you. That can be less. Um, than what you'd thought um, just to start with. And when you start to not even notice that money gone, um, let's say, you know, monthly, um, you know, investing budget, that kind of thing, then you can increase it over time. Mm, yeah, that's a really good tip as well. And so do you think that it is important for young people to consider investing or it's something we should do later on in life? No, 100%. I think um, when we asked our Hatch investors, which I would say, the majority of them, I, I'd say probably 70% have invested before Hatch. Um, so have, you know, general sense of putting money to work and why one might invest. And so if you were to ask them, you know, what would you change? All of them, all of them, 100% of them would say my my. Or, um, biggest mistake was not st starting sooner, um, but that's not something mm. ourselves up um, about at all. I think uh, I think I heard a saying that I really liked was yesterday was the best time um, to start investing, but today is the second best time. So mm. you know, just recognizing that the longer your money is in the share markets, and um, you know just even ignoring it and just adding to it over the years um, is probably a pretty smart 
smart place for it to be um, for, you know, serious growth of, of money. Mm, yeah, for sure. And for someone who might be listening to this now and um, is keen to jump on Hatch, what is the first thing they should do in the process to set up their um, account and get going? So once you're kind of verified and up and running and everyone's um, you're sorted, it can be overwhelming to know where to start. And so there's two, what we've noticed is two different ways for people to start. Start to watch list the companies that you um, really care about. So I, I named a couple brands that I can just look around me and recognize that they're, um, you know, probably going to grow in the future. Um, that could be mm. something different for you. Like if you happen to be in, um, uh, I don't know, in, in the health, in healthcare, you might kind of intimately know some of these healthcare brands or biotech, you know, vaccines that are being developed, um, you know, for COVID as an example, um, you might be in retail, um, you might be in um, tech. And so there's going to be s- some areas that you're inherently kind of skilled up in that I would recommend just kind of quickly go and watch list um, a few of those companies. And then when you feel ready, start by, like I said, putting a a little bit in a company and grow um, as you go. But the second um, most popular entry point is in probably two funds on Hatch, and that's what we see. And one is, a like I've mentioned, that US 500 fund, um, a really popular one. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not recommending this one, but it's probably the most popular on Hatch is the VOO. Um, um, and that's basically just a uh, 500 of the US's um, largest companies. So people will start with a chunk of money in there, and then they probably would do one more fund. And that might be a whole world um kind of a whole world share market. So it's like, I, I'm basically, you know, if if the US goes down or New Zealand goes down, I'm kind of put my money in the share markets kind of all over the world. So I'm like, that's probably the most diverse mm. you could do. And so those are kind of the, really, they're called broad-based funds. And it's just, you kind of got your bases covered with those kind of the whole world fund and then a US 500 um, pr- very well diversified, meaning just spreading your money out over tons and tons and tons of businesses. So if one goes down or one sector goes down or one country goes down, um, you're kind of protected by the others. And so a lot of people will start with funds and just kind of set and forget and start to put the majority of their money into, into those types of things. And then they'll, as they gain confidence, they'll start to kind of be like, oh, I care about you know diversity. And, and so I'm going to invest in this like, you know, female-led um, ETF or social media or like, you know, future food, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really about gaining a bit of confidence and then um, after you start with the funds. Mm, yeah, I think that's so cool and really cool that you can be in control of what you're investing in, but also, you know, you have a say um, with your money. So you're choosing what you invest in based on things you care about and things you like, which I think is really important yeah. too and adds to the whole experience for someone. Yeah, absolutely. And so what would your best advice be to anyone who's listening and is skeptical about investing? They've heard that they should get involved, they're not too sure, and they just think it's a big, big gamble. What should they do? Yeah, so I think um, moving away from thinking, there, there's actually a lot of ways that you can invest that isn't gambling. Um, and so uh, I've, I kind of named a few of them, like doing your research, learning about the businesses and how they're growing, um, or I, as I said, investing in kind of really well known, well diversified funds. And so 
I think really just looking, often people who are skeptical need data. Um, so there's all sorts of data and resources online that show that historically the share markets have been the best place to put your money to work over the long period. Um, we know that the share markets have um, grown, you know, over the years, while there have been down years, and, uh, you know, we saw a pretty significant down this year, the markets tend to over time recover. And that's what we've seen already. So I think um, look to the data I, for the long term. It's a really smart place um, to grow your money. Um, I think the gambling thing is a misnomer, and that would have been from a generation before in New Zealand where a lot of people did lose their money, um, but they were largely speculating. They were borrowing money and they were throwing it on really risky stuff. And so an entire generation of Kiwi, Kiwis saw their wealth wiped out. And I think that message of gambling has been passed down, but that's exactly what they were doing <laughs> was gambling. Whereas like, I mean, you're, if you just take a look at the growth of Amazon, um, a company that is truly shaping, you know, how we, sh you know, the work, you know, in the U S predominantly, but how they shop, how they order food. Um, you, you know, it's, it's, this is a company that's gone from, let's say a $200 share price to today. It's well above, well, well above 3000 um, New Zealand dollars. And so, um, yeah, I think with, um, I think just kind of look back historically um, and at what the share markets have done and just go into it. Um, start small if you're skeptical, just start small and see what happens. Yeah, that's really, really cool. You've given us uh, so many practical tips at we can take away and apply to our investing um, journey, which is awesome. So thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on. I really appreciate your time. And um, yeah, you've definitely um, provided a lot of value for the listeners today. Thanks, Sarah. It was great to chat. All right. Hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. Um, I know that I learned a lot from it. So anyway, on with what Hatch can do for you. So I'll be popping a unique link in the show notes. And if you are keen to sign up to Hatch, make sure you follow that because on depositing your first hundred NZ dollars into your account, you will receive a $20 top up. Also, a side note, this link is not affiliate in any way. This is simply for you guys to get um, a bit of something else when you're starting your investing journey. So you put 100 bucks in to buy some shares, you'll get $20 topped up, and that is just another $20 towards your investments, which is so awesome. And I'll be showing you guys on the stories how I'm going to invest. I know exactly the company that I'm going to invest in and have wanted shares in this company for quite some time. Um, so yeah, anyway, follow that link if you're keen. Otherwise, hope you just enjoyed a bit of value there. And thank you again, Hatch, for sponsoring this episode. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project. And I'll catch you on the next one.